listening to Caller ID, the podcast where I harass one person from my 11-year-old contact list and put them through an interview and other fun games. I'm your host, Andy Rex, and today I have Mr. Justin. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. It's a fine Sunday morning. I got my coffee, lit a candle. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. What were you doing as I called? Um, I was playing football with some some friends from high school. Um, but I saw your call. I ran away and got in my car. There you go. Did you win or lose? Um, I think we won. I don't know. We we don't really keep score. We do it just to have fun. But I'm, I'm that's fine. I don't know. If there was a score, I think we were probably in the lead. Okay, there you go. There you go. It was good to be confident. Um, so today I have in front of you an interview. We're going to go deep into the history of what makes you Justin. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> next, I have a game written specifically just for you. We're going to see how well you do there. And at the end of the uh, show, I'm going to put you through a quick one-minute, 10-question trivia game. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I just would like to probably – you might want to warn your, your listeners what makes me Justin's of a very dark place, very, very scary area to uh, – to go to. All right, you heard that, folks. Brace yourselves. This is going to be a bumpy, <laughs> bumpy ride. All right. First and foremost, let's get the history out of the way. How do we know each other? Uh, we know each other from high school. Um, we uh, took show choir. I believe that's probably exactly where we met. We met in show choir um, in high school and all the other corral groups to follow. Um, I think that's that's probably it right there, right? Yeah, I remember I actually do remember the first day like like my first visual memory of you. It was when a mutual friend of ours grabbed you out of nowhere, brought you into D245. You were literally like walking the halls and then they put you in front of the piano in front of Miss Brazil and she was oh like Oh my god, yeah. You know what? That mutual friend of ours, that son of a bitch, he said, "Hey, we need help." <laughs> We need help moving some chairs, and me being the rascal that I was was just kind of walking the halls and skipping class. And he pulls me into this class where I was supposedly helping move some chairs, and then there was just this lady at a piano, and she said, sing this note, boom, and then hit the piano. Yep, yep. And then that was it. horrified. (laughs) (laughs) She is the scariest woman in the entire world. I've never met someone so polarizing. I couldn't say no. I had to sing the note on the piano. And and that that was that was the end of that. If you went back, would you have not walked in that room, or would you have gone anyways? Would you would you do it again, knowing everything? If I knew what I know now, um, see, I actually this is remotely a question I think about a lot, and and usually the answer I come up with is yes, because it led me to meet um a group of friends that are pretty much my best friends now, um. And that's almost the sole reason why I would do it again. Mm. Um, I I could have gone without some of the the, the BS that came with it, uh, mm. as you and I have spoken about before. But I definitely would do it again because it led me to meet like you know all, all of my all of people that I consider family. Uh, pretty much were from the show choir group, or that's what led me to meet them. Right. Including our choir teacher, who pretty much became everybody's second mother. Yeah, she she did a lot of good for me, like without even knowing it. Mm. You know, she, she she probably saved me in more ways than than I even know, because she's 
absolutely an incredible woman, kept me on track and yeah. all that. She really was. She really was. She was very motivated. Um, what was your, what is your favorite genre of music? Probably country music. Hmm. Probably country. Um, I I feel like I relate to country music the most. And, like, you know, people that don't like country will be like, oh, you know, eating crow and and drinking a beer. Like, yeah, some some songs are about drinking beers and stuff. But there are a lot of good country songs. Yeah, I like country music when it's like, I want to relax. I want to whine. I want to go on a drive. It's the perfect thing to put on. It doesn't amp you up. It doesn't make you feel whatever. Just, it's relaxing. It's It's good for the soul, I'd say. I'd say country music is good for the soul. It's really good driving music. Um, I would just like to emphasize country music, but not Dolly Parton. <laughs> well, oh man, did you hook up with Jolene? Is that what's going on? It's, are you yeah, and Jolene she wrote, she wrote Jolene about me, and I just I can't take it anymore. I just cannot do it. Damn, damn, you were a freaky. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even think you were a thought when that song came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was not even a drop in the ocean. Yeah. Uh what's your favorite song from that genre? Ooh. That's a loaded question. See, I've listened to your episodes and I know you ask questions that are hard to answer. Mm. So I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. Um I really, really like Morgan Whalen. I think he's probably my favorite artist right now. Maybe him and Mitchell Tenpenny. Um my favorite song right now. It's probably Chasing You or Seven Summers by Morgan Whalen. Nice. Is there anything, like, about this song that, like, strikes you the most? Any lyrics, any, like, musical keys, cues, anything like that? No, it's not. It's not even. I think it's just, like, my favorite songs to sing along to. So, like, when I'm in the car driving, mm. I love singing, singing along to the radio. And those two songs I really enjoy singing along to. I feel like that's. That's probably the sole reason why they're my favorite songs, because actually neither of them do I emotionally relate to. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. Like I said before, it's 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 just one of those songs that you can just relax to, that you can just right. belt, belt and get all that bull out. Um, yeah, I guess I can sing in my car as awfully as I want without worrying about this. <laughs> they screaming at me, so it's nice. Slamming the piano. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, if you were to say to someone how much you loved them with a song, what song would you choose? Probably, is this like a specific someone? If I'm just to tell anyone how much I love them with a song? Anyone, anyone. It's just anyone. Doesn't matter what. It can be platonic love, romantic love, a parental love, anything like that. Any kind of love. Okay. Um... I feel like the obvious answer here is I will always love you, but uh, <laughs> probably prayed for you. Hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's another country song. Yes, surprise. Uh, it's by Matt. I forget if it's Stell or Snell. I think it's Stell. Um, and it's not like he's not t- necessarily like talking about religion. Um, but I like the. He comes full circle with the song. Uh, it's pretty much saying, like, I prayed for you in the beginning. Like, even before I met you, I prayed for you. And then now that I have you, I, I pray for you still every day, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's it's a cute song. Um, it's me and my fiance's song that we say reminds each other of us. English is hard. Um, 
So that that's a that's a song that really lets someone know how much you love them. That's good, and I'm sure if you played it for her, it was you know what I mean. She know instantly what you're trying to say. Yes, yes, she would. All right. So, Justin, what are some of your interests and hobbies? Um, interests and hobbies, man. I, I I enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who listens to this episode that knows me is gonna know. <laughs> Working out in jiu-jitsu, man, I, I really, I, I fell in love with the sport of Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, and wrestling in general. I I really, really am interested in the UFC. I, I very rarely miss a fight, you know. You've been over my house for a couple of them. Uh, I just love it. I don't know. I don't know necessarily what it is about it, um, mm-hmm. but I enjoy combat, combat sports in general. Um, working out, UFC. And just being kind of like a, a stepdad, you know. Um, my fiance has a child, and I just really enjoy hanging out with her, her and the kid. We have mm. a lot of fun doing. We have a lot of fun doing nothing, and we have a lot of fun doing a bunch of different things. So they are kind of my interests. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. And she's a good kid, and you're doing a. I think you're doing a good job, personally. Um, Thank you. No, no problem. Um, so. What drew you into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu wrestling? What what really drew, first drew you into that sort of world? Um, I was good friends in like the beginning of high school with a kid who wrestled for New Bedford High, um, and he was very very good, very successful. And I always, at first, well, actually, even before that, it'd be my brother. Um, I have an older brother. A lot of people actually don't even know that, but. I do, and we are very close now, and when I was younger, like before high school, he was a big, like, judo, jiu-jitsu guy. It was kind of before jiu-jitsu became so big, um, but he was taking me to practices and always, like, making me work, and then when I decided to wrestle myself, he, like, really, really pushed the envelope on making me practice um, outside of, like, the school practices and and all that stuff, and then after high school... Um, I missed wrestling. I walked into a MMA gym. Um, at the time, it was called Nexus. It was in Wareham. And I took a couple of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes. I took a lot of striking classes. Really enjoyed the grappling aspect more, but um, I still I still took the boxing and all that stuff. Then I went to a place in Fall River. Um, it, I, was, I was kind of bouncing around for a while. Like I knew I wanted to do Jiu-Jitsu, but I felt like I kind of didn't, like, find a home. I didn't click with the groups I was in. Um, and then I went to a place in Fall River. That didn't really work out either. Then I found my home, which is the Jiu-Jitsu gym on Church Street in New Bedford. It was formerly known as Excel Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now it's Fight Sports Boston. And I that's when I really, really fell in love with the game. Um, from the coaches to the training partners there, everything was like – it was like instantly you were a family. Um my first class ever there was a Saturday class, uh, which is like the competition team practice. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. The hour felt like five hours, um, and everybody was just pushing each other, pushing each other nonstop. Like, people went outside and, like, threw up. Like, that's how hard the practice was. Wow. And then after, everybody just laid up. Like, we literally all tried to, like, rip each other's limbs off and choke each other for an hour straight. And then after the mat, everybody's just sitting on the mat, laying on the mat, talking, laughing, joking. Like, it just just a family feel, and I, I instantly fell in love with the game. 
and you stuck with it since. I stuck with it since. I still I still practice. Uh, I try to get to practice two, three, four times a week. I now coach wrestling. Actually, I coach high school wrestling too. Um, nice. At Dyer Holbeth Bristol Aggie. Um, but I now coach youth wrestling at at this place. So now I'm you know I'm part of the team of coaches there, which is it's top notch. Um, the coaching there. So I'm really honored to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, I stuck with it. I just recently got got my blue belt not too long ago, and and I I do have a goal of being a black belt someday. I'm gonna keep working until I get there. Hey, I'm sure you'll get it. And anybody listening, if you're in the area and you have a kid that wants to <laughs> that wants to get into MMA or wrestling, I'm telling you, Justin is a great guy. He's worked with kids for years, and he's great with them, and he's a great teacher. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I I I love the sport of wrestling because it teaches you how to be part of a team but also mm. it teaches you to take responsibility for yourself. So mm. when you go out on the mat, it's just you versus one other person, right? Whether that be man or woman, female or male, um, it's just you against that person. You need to win for you, but you also need to win for your team. And if you lose, if you win, you have yourself to think. If you lose, you have yourself to blame. Mm. You know, I, I really think it teaches how to lose really well. That's a good lesson to learn. That is a, that is a very important lesson to learn. Um, yeah, it is. It is. You got to take store losers. Uh, one of, funny. And <laughs> we have a mutual friend who always says, who said once that you have to take your wins graciously and your losses graciously, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta act like act like you've been there before, you know. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, is there any professional you'd love the chance to fight? Oh. I mean, yeah, the obvious answer for me is Conor McGregor. I would just love to be, to share the octagon with him. I think that would be incredible. Um, because I, I say what you want about the dude, what he's done and, and how he's carried himself is he went from nothing to a billionaire, you know, and, and it was, it was solely on hard work. He didn't, he didn't happen upon it. He didn't luck upon it. He doesn't have any natural gifted ability that got him there. Um, so I love that, but I would love a professional. I would love the chance to fight. Hmm. Yeah, I think I got to go with Conor McGregor. I think to share the octagon with him would, would, would be just like, I'd be, I, I think I'd be too starstruck to fight him. I don't know. Hey, that's fair. But you would, but that's, but that's who you would pick for sure. I'm between him or Habib because I would want to see if I could just somehow, some way stop Habib's takedowns. Anyone who watches MMA, uh, watches UFC, knows Habib Nurmagomedov is, like, virtually unstoppable. So I actually think I would choose him because I'd also be okay with fighting him, even though I respect him highly. I think that I would want to see, like, can I can I stop a takedown? Like, just one takedown, I'd count that as a win. Mm. I would, yeah, that's what I'd go with. Nice. Um, is there any match you would love to see live? Not in the TV, live. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is, and that is the two that I just named on the previous <laughs> question. And not, not, now, now I'm not the biggest fan of Habib. Like, my favorite fighters are, are a different answer. Connor's one of my favorite fighters, but my favorite fighters are a different answer than who I'd want to who I'd want to fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Habib and and Connor, 
there's there's fake bad blood in the UFC to sell a fight, and then there's Habib and Conor McGregor. These dudes do not like each other. They they just don't like. There's no love lost between them. They hate each other. Mm. Um, the last time they fought, it was it was the craziest event I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, they fought Habib won because Conor couldn't stop the takedowns and. After the fight, Habib's brother and cousin jumped into the octagon and tried to punch Connor, and Habib jumped out of the octagon and punched Connor's training partners. It was just absolute chaos. Um, wow. That's because that's because of all the stuff leading up to that fight. Um, yeah. All the all the words that were said. Habib is a very respectful and 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 respectable guy, but once you talk about you know his family and his religion uh, being that he's from he's from Russia, he he doesn't take to that, and there was it wasn't. Habib was mounted on Connor, punching him in the face, saying, it's just business, right? Let's talk now. It's just business, right? Let's talk now, as he's punching Damn. his man in the face. Yeah, it was it was insane. So if I could see that fight live somehow, that would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, once you go that, once you start attacking, like, the personal stuff, like, that's... It muddies the water. Yeah, it muddies the water, for sure. Um you know, you're all, they're both professionals, but like, I, you know, the story you just told me, I don't, is it Khabib or Habib? Um, you hear both. I, I think okay. the correct pronunciation is Habib. Habib okay. and then Ragomedov, but you got to do like the huh, you know? Yeah, the huh, yeah. Yeah. Like the KH, I, I do believe, but you hear Khabib, um, and you hear Habib. Okay. The people yeah, that I, know him, know him closely, pronounce it Habib. Okay, so then that's how, that's, Usually the giveaway, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Habib is, I feel like, in that situation, for sure, is, like, in the right. Like, especially religion. Yeah, you just... You know, that's... Can't do that. I agree. I agree. Too far. Connor, Connor definitely took it too far. Yeah. Is he, like, is he known to... I'm, like, I'm not really up to date with the UFC world, so is Connor, like, known as, like, a big mouth? Does he just talk a lot of shit? <laughs> so, pre... Pre-2020, Connor, yes. I don't know what has happened to him in the year 2020. Uh, it's been a weird year for everyone, I guess, including Conor McGregor, because mm. he fought Cowboy Cerrone at the beginning of the year. It was the most respectful I've ever seen Conor. I don't know if he just knew he was going to destroy him, so he didn't need to sell this fight or, like, make it a big thing. But he was, mm. like, very respectful the entire way leading up to the fight, very respectful after the fight, and it never changed. And it still really hasn't changed. He, um... He just recently booked a fight for early on next year against Dustin Poirier, who he fought in the past, and they, like, almost fought at every press conference they had. And now Connor said he vows to donate $500,000 to to Dustin's um, foundation, which he does, like, a good fight foundation where he raises money for, like, inner-city kids to, like, build gyms and, like, MMA gyms for them and give them somewhere to go. Oh, wow. um, and Connor, Connor was like, I will, I will give $500,000 of my earnings to that foundation. Like that was his crap talk leading up to the fight. So I don't know. I, he 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 was known up until this year as like the biggest trash talker in the sport. But now he's like slowly growing and maturing out of that sort of mindset. You think? Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him fight some someone he doesn't like and see if he still like like if him and him and Habib happen to somehow be booked again. I'd like to see how that would go because they definitely don't like each other, but. Even mm-hmm. like on his on his social media, he's been really respectful. When usually he's like all fired up and just talking trash about everybody. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe his managers were like, "All right, dude, enough's enough. Like we don't want to get punched again." <laughs> right, like, dude, you're the fighter, not us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably half of it. Yeah. yeah.
All right. So I'm going to need you to name this song. You ready? Mm, yeah, go ahead. Okay. If you're calling about the car, I sold it. Austin by Blake Shelton. Ah, there you go. There you go. Literally a line and a half. Wow. <laughs> Probably, I'm not, not uh, my girl isn't to, isn't, isn't to Blake Shelton. I'm, eh. But, like, that song I love. That song from yeah. him I absolutely love. That's a good song. Great song. Great song. I love it. This is a story of, like, she moves away, but she still thinks about the man she she loved, and he does the same. It's great. It's great. Can't beat it. Yeah. And then, like, this is the little machine you're talking to. It comes full circle at the end. Yeah. He calls, she answers. Yeah, good. Well done. I love good it. on you, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> good on you, Blake. Uh, all right, Justin, you have a minute. Go off. Go off about what? Anything. Go on. Go off. Go off. Just go off. You got oh, a minute. Oh, man. I got a minute. I got a minute. I got a minute. I got a minute. I don't know what I want to. I'm, I'm really happy right now. Like, I'm content. I, I got nothing <laughs> to be angry about. Oh, my um, God. Don't you. Don't you hate when people take so long to order their coffee? Go off. <laughs> yes. I hate, you know what? Actually, I ordered takeout yesterday from a Chinese restaurant. And instead of asking my name, she said, what's your phone number? So I gave her my phone number. Uh, I was picking it up and we were going to a friend's house. Um, another couple that have a couple of kids and, and the kids are friends. And so I ordered the food. We go to pick it up. She asked me for my phone number. I'm like, okay, 704, blah, 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 blah. Right? Because I don't want your creeps calling me. So. <laughs> I get there, there's two people in front of me. She goes, what's your phone number? Now, now I, I have nothing against this, but her English was a little broken, okay? So she didn't understand people telling them their phone number. So why not just ask for the name? The person in front of me, she didn't get his phone number right. He didn't know what he ordered because his, his fiance ordered it for him. So it took like 15 minutes for them to find the order. Then the person after that, she didn't get the phone number right. So that took a while to find. Then me, she's like, what's, your, what's the last four digits of your phone number? I said what they were, and she was like, oh, uh, what did you order? I can't find it. After she looked through 50 orders. Why did she ask me for my name? What is the reason to ask me for my phone number? Why did she say what's your name? And I say Justin, and she writes down Justin. When I get there, I say, hey, my name's Justin, and then there's my order. Okay, sorry. There it is. No, you're good. Hey, no, that was the point. I'm glad you went off. Thank you. Do you feel better? I, I do. I'm glad you, I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned what you mentioned, because I had forgot how fired up I was about that, because we ended up having a fun night anyway. But, like, Jesus, just ask me for my phone. Why ask me for my phone number? Why are you yeah. looking for orders by the last four digits of a phone number? It's yeah. like we're not dealing with, like, government checks here. We're dealing with Chinese food. Right. How many Justins are walking in ordering the exact same thing? Right. Like, I can give you two two pieces of what I ordered in my name, and you're probably going to find it. Right. Exactly. That's 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 my going off. That's what I got for you. Good. Good. I'm glad. Um, if you want a million dollars, what are the first three things you're spending it on? Hmm. I'm investing it either in stock or in probably some type of realty, uh, probably like a investment property, uh, three, mm -hmm. three, four, five sediment, um, just so that, that, you know, spend money to make money kind of thing. Um, probably paying off mine and my fiance's car so that we don't have a car bill because that'd be nice and then i'm going to probably donate something that i've been a part of for a very long time which is the special olympics nice that's beautiful yeah mostly beautiful. the last i mean you're you know what you're beautiful how about that we're all beautiful 
no, that is a beautiful, that is a beautiful thing. Like get the necessities out of the way and then put it towards a good cause. Nobody can disagree with that. Yeah. See, see what's left over, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. See what's make, left. Sure, make sure the family's taken care of and then see what's left over. Yeah. Go out to eat, go to a nice restaurant. Um, you woke up in the middle ages. What could you see yourself doing during this time period? Is the Middle Ages like swords and shields and kings and stuff? Imagine Game of Thrones. Oh man! See, on on my ex my my ex podcast hosts that we used to have, they always told me that I would never survive the Game of Thrones. But I very very much so disagree because I see when people are lying. I I'm really good at sensing that, and also I'm pretty tough. Like I feel like I'd be a good warrior. So I would be. I don't know. I'd be trying to take over a kingdom, I feel like. Mm. I feel like I would try to be, I would not want to be the king, but I'd want to be like the king's hand. That's or, or, or like a lord. Whatever. Yeah, like I would try to be like the leader of the king's, the king's guard, like the leader of the king's army. Ooh. I feel like I, I'd be able to weave my way in and out and survive at least long enough to enjoy the Game of Thrones a little bit. Right. So you'd start off as a knight, and your goal would be leading the king's army. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I like that. That's I like that. That's a good you answer. Work towards the top. You need, you need no lateral moves, only upward, right? There you go. There you go. You don't want to be a blacksmith. You want to be the one getting the sword from the blacksmith. Right. Exactly. All right. But, like, uh, while we're on the subject, can we just talk about how awesome Arya Stark is? That's, that's all i got to say about that. Hey, listen, that little... I've debated so hard when that episode from spoiler alert for Game of Thrones season, whatever it was bad. Anyways, anyways, the scene when Arya kills the Night King, there's like, dude, first of all, bad ass. Second of all, I like nobody. I did not see that coming. I of anybody on the list to kill the Night King. Like I thought Arya was just going to go on her little revenge tour the France and then that was it. No, nah, man. She's, she's she, a straight assassin, bro. She's a straight assassin. Just murk the Night King, like out of nowhere. Um, if there's gonna it, be a spinoff, I don't read this stuff. If there's gonna be a spinoff, it has to be like Arya just being like the faceless man and just just murking people that deserve to die. Like, oh, man, to that, that would be dope. That would be dope. Um, I know they want to do like a prequel or whatever, but I'm just kind of like, meh, like. <laughs> Yeah, we we know how the kingdom ends up. I mean, I don't know. I'm not interested in it, but like, I I like your idea a little bit better. I'd love to see Arya continue being a badass. Like, out of everybody in the show, she was the sleeper. Like, she just she really grew like as a character. Like, you could see it in the beginning. She wanted to be a fighter. She was a good archer, but she became such a well developed, well rounded character, especially after like the travesty that was that last season. Um, yeah, I mean, is there is there a prequel in the history of time that is good? Like, a prequel that comes after the main thing? Like, I don't want to know how things really started. I I know how it ends, so why am I watching the prequel? Right. It's like it's like Star Wars. I mean, I know you're not a big into into Star Wars, but like the prequel trilogy came out, and like the first two were like bad. They were like flops, and it was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have touched this. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, speaking of awkward situations, what is the most awkward situation you found yourself in? Ever? 
ever. It can be silly. It can be serious. It just has to be awkward. Hmm. Oh, man. This one's on the spot. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm historically not a very awkward, like, awkward-feeling person. So to make me feel awkward has to be, like, hard. Hmm. You never pooped your pants. You never, like, <laughs> you never had a fart guess, that came out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess it's, like, I hate when, like, I'm not, like, if it was you guys, like, I would just call myself out and, like, love it. But, like, if I'm not super comfortable, like, let's say, like, hanging out with, like, Steph's family and, like, we don't see them a lot and, like, my belly's hurting and I've got to, I, I have to let at least a fart out and I know that the gas has been bad but it comes out anyway and it smells miserable. And then like someone calls it out like, Oh God, someone farted. It smells bad. And like, I have to just kind of like look away and like hide my face. Cause it's going to tell. Or when you're, when like, I think one of the first times that I, I don't even think she like really knows the story, but like the first time I went to Stephanie's parents house, I really, really needed the shit. And like, I tried to really hurry it up, but it was one of those that just took forever. And I didn't want to, like, shit in their bathroom. Or, like, I didn't want them to know that I was shitting in their bathroom. But, like, how long it took, they definitely knew I was shitting in their bathroom. So <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of stunk. I just want to say about shitting in people's bathrooms. Like, I get it. It smells gross or whatever. But, like, we don't choose to do it. Like, I, I want to normalize. If I was ever a politician, I would love to normalize pooping in other people's bathrooms. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, like... I didn't choose to do this. Like, I, it's not like I, I sat there and went, oh, I want to poop right now. It's like, no, I have to. I, I just have to genuinely do it. Like, don't shame me. We all do this. We all take poops. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't want to. I'm just doing it. Yeah, I'm just do. I just have to. Like, when nature calls, you got to kind of pick up the damn phone, unfortunately. Um, what is your most gratifying situation you found yourself in? Um, a lot of, a lot of it has to do with, you know, Emmy and, and just seeing her over the last, like, whatever, year and a half-ish, just really develop into, um, seeing how much she cares about people, uh, being only four and knowing that, you know, we played a role in that, but a, a lot of it has to do with coaching too, um, Seeing the wrestlers, the, the youth wrestlers that I'm coaching now, but also the high school wrestlers that I coach, develop into not even like on the mat, just like become like good men and women. Now I, I've been coaching for four years, so that means like a senior that was 18 is now 22, and you know, seeing them get full time jobs and, and carrying on that that work hard mentality of you know you work hard in practice, you work hard on the mat, you work hard in life, good things come. Um, and knowing that, you know, we played a role in that, too, is, is really gratifying for me. It's seeing, helping others succeed, helping helping people, knowing that it's impacting people's lives and helping them succeed is, is super gratifying. Oh, that's that's awesome. And I know, I know, like you said, you've been you've been doing it for years. So has anybody like kept in touch, sent out thanks or anything like that? Has, has anybody sent gratitude your way for how you oh, shaped yeah. their life? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have a wrestler still now who, um, 
He's only a junior. He comes to me all the time with, you know, whether it's questions on life or like, hey, like, sends me a YouTube clip of a wrestling move. What do you think about this? He's always picking my brain. Um, he actually helps me coach the youth wrestling class at my jiu-jitsu gym. He comes down every Friday um, to just volunteer to help me coach because he respects me as an individual that much that he wants to be there and, like, help me. Um, but I also have past wrestlers, too, that reached out. And I don't know why, but my, my wrestling coach nickname is Biff. They always call me Coach Biff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it has something it has something to do with like the movie Back to the Future. Um Okay. And Biff is like the bully and they say I bully them. But they say like, Hey Coach Biff, just wanted you to know, uh like this this wrestler I had um messaged me not too long ago, Hey Coach Biff, just wanted you to know, um I took your advice, I got into a trade and I love it. Um I'm working as an electric electrician apprentice, uh I'm doing this, this and this and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I work almost like six days a week. Like, thanks for all the advice. Thanks for all you've done over the years. Um, stuff like that. You know, that's a really, really good feeling. Nice. Good for you. It's like nice to see like one of your uh, students go full circle and like you coach them. Now they co- help coach with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the, the coach that he is, like he, he's a very good coach. He's very patient with the kids. He understands they're younger. Um, he he helps them have fun because he understands that like the youth youth wrestling is going to be different than high school wrestling, right? Like I'm talking mm-hmm. my high schoolers, I hold them to a higher standard. They're older, they're more mature. In some cases, they're not, but I hold them to a higher standard. I'm tougher on them, you know. Um, and he picked up on that difference right away. He he he's very good. Like when I was away uh, a couple weeks ago, he coached a class by himself and did fine. Wow. Yep, that's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. To um, see. Yeah. Hey, rewarding. It's very rewarding. It sounds like. For sure. All right. So a Mini Cooper cuts you off, crashes into you, and damages your car. Twenty-five burly and buff clowns run out of the car with balloon hammers, and they're smoking cigars. Are you asking for insurance info? What are you doing? <laughs> um. Hmm. I might be hitting the gas pedal on that one. <laughs> I might be buckling up and going for a ride. <laughs> Try to memorize the license plate as quick as you can. Yeah, I'm, like, taking a quick picture of my phone, and I'm taking off because, like, A, like, if I get the license plate in, the plate in the picture, that's good. But, like, B, if I go to you guys after and, like, tell you 25 clowns got out of a Mini Cooper and they were coming after me, you guys would be like, Justin, you need, you need to seek immediate help. So I'm taking I'm taking photo evidence of the situation as well. And you're just dipping. Hey, I, I don't blame you. Balloon hammers and smoking cigars. Hell no. I'm not dealing with that. Very uninterested. Uh, yes. Um, so, I made a game for you, Justin. Okay. Let's play. All right, all right, let's play. I call it JFC. It is the Justin's Fighting Championship. Or okay. just Fried Chicken, depending on what you like. Uh, I like both of those things. I let me tell you, fried chicken, tossing some freaking sauce. Mm. Mm. Your, your, specifically your fried chicken, delicious. Anyways, (laughs) I gotta make that again too for everybody. That that that's great. Um, so you're in charge of the JFC, all right? You are the chairman. You're in charge, and I'm just a lowly commentator. I am telling you. 
what the lineup is for tonight. It's a long lineup, but I'm going to tell you what it is, and I want you as a chairman to tell me, between the two combatants, who you think is going to win that fight. All right? This isn't fixed. This ain't the WWE. It's just your opinion. Who do you think is going to win? All right? Okay. Okay. You you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's get the lightweights out of the way. All right. Let's get these let's get these slobs out of the way. All right. We got Bugs Bunny versus Mickey Mouse. Bugs Bunny's winning that. Bugs okay. Bunny's Bugs Bunny's way faster. The Bugs Bunny's gonna be able to close the distance and cut the angles way better than Mickey Mouse is. As much as I, I'm literally wearing a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt right now, Bugs Bunny's gonna win that. Oh yeah, he's more of a trickster. He's got more tricks up his sleeves for sure. I don't think that one. That that one's not close. Bugs, Bugs Bunny knockout first round. All right, all right, there you go, Bugs Bunny. Second matchup, we got Andre the Giant versus Rubius Hagrid. Does Hagrid have magic? No. Ma- See, Hagrid is not allowed to use magic during this match. He's also just not allowed to use magic. But, like, we'll let it slide for, for Dudley because he's a piece of shit. So. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. It has to be Andre the Giant, right? Like, he was a wrestler. Mm. Um, I, albeit fake, he's huge. Um, he knows how he's probably tougher than Hagrid, in my probably personal opinion. He's also meaner than Hagrid. Hagrid's mm. super nice, and I feel like we just wouldn't be able to hurt Andre the Giant. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like Hagrid, like you said, Andre's meaner. Hagrid's pretty nice. Pretty nice guy. Um, yeah. So the next up, we have Adonis Creed from the Creed franchise versus Rocky Balboa in his prime. Oof. Tough. Oof. Huh? Jeez. Yeah. I think, so, Adonis' father beat Rocky, I believe, if yes. I'm not mistaken. I think the but first I, match. I don't think that Adonis is as good as Rocky is. I mean, mm-hmm. Adonis is as good as Apollo is. I think Apollo is better. Okay. Therefore, Rocky got the best of Apollo the second time. He did. And Rocky in his prime is like none other. I mean, there's no one tougher than Rocky in his prime. No one trains harder. I'm going Rocky. All right. I, hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. He also has one of the most important things over Adonis, experience. Rocky Balboa has a lot more experience, for sure. That is, that is very true. Very factual. Um, next up, we have John Cena versus The Rock, both in their prime. Come on, man. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Come on, dude. There if we go. Smell, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, like, get that. Come on. John Cena, five-knuckle shuffle his way to the bottom. I mean, do you think The Rock, in all his greatness and glory, you think the Brahma Bull can see John Cena? Is John Cena seeable to The Rock? <laughs> I think The Rock's taking a good look at him. Yeah. And All I think right. he's raising his eyebrow. I think he's taking John Cena's chain, shining it up real nice, and sticking it straight up his candy ass. Ooh. Good reference. Good reference. All right. Next up, we have Mark Wahlberg versus Leonardo DiCaprio. 
That has to be Mark Wahlberg, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like I feel like that has to be Mark Wahlberg. I mean, Mark Mark Wahlberg's probably winning that throwing one punch. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor. He's pretty and all, but hey, he was he was a tough boy in Growing Pains. Remember that? He was the foster kid. He was a little he's a little piece of shit. That's true. That's true. But I, I don't know. I mean, give it to the Mark streets. Wahlberg, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's from from the streets. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. think he's 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 throwing an overhand Chuck Liddell right on the button, and Leonardo's singing like he did in that movie. Woof, woof. The famous movie. <laughs> uh, like there was there was room for both of them on that raft. I want I want the record to show. Yeah, there was. You know, you know how Rose is. She was selfish. She was, she was betrothed, and she's like, ah, I gotta let my love affair die so I don't look like a, like a floozy. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I found a, I found a really funny like meme the other day where it was like, what if the Titanic didn't sink? And like, it's this guy going up to his car, and he's just like, what is all this splooge in my back seat? Like, what? <laughs> what is all this? <laughs> That is funny. All right, we got the we got comedians up next. We have good old Adam Sandler versus Will Ferrell. I'm going Adam Sandler here because I saw Will Ferrell try to fight in Step Brothers, and it's it's hideous. Mm. It's it's awful. Yeah, Adam Sandler running away. Yeah, I feel like Adam Sandler definitely as a youngin he must have gotten into a few. Scraps when he was younger. There's no way he didn't, right? Like he must have. Oh yeah, just to have the personality that he. Had. I mean, he has a big mouth. He was definitely. I can see him definitely getting himself into fights. Agreed. Fully. All right. Oh yeah. Next up, we have a Latino mom with a slipper versus a Portuguese mom with a wooden spoon. Oh, it's tough. That one's going to the judges, and it's going to be. A split decision draw. Mm. Mm. You hate I know. you hate to see it. It happens. It happens rarely. You hate to see it, but it's going to be a draw. They're, neither of those are pulling that out. They're both stubborn. They're both hard headed. They're not. Neither of them are going to give up. It's going to be. It's it's even. I mean, it's gonna, it's going to take three whacks from the shoe to <laughs> equal one from the wooden spoon, but yep. Tina Mom has that speed to get those three whacks in. It's yeah. going to be a draw. It's a tie. She also has she also has that accuracy, that slipper. If she throws it, it's hitting the target. Not right, missing. right, right. Not yeah, missing. it's it's a tie for me. I don't. I, yeah. There's there's no winner there. No, that's and you know fair. who loses. You know who loses both of their sons when they get home. <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting their asses beat. Yeah, get both of their both of their sons lose when they get home. Caller ID does not condone child abuse. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up we have ooh, we got two mascots. We have the Kool Aid Man versus the Coca Cola's Polar Bear. I also wrote Polar Bear Dog, and I don't know why because it's not a dog, but. <laughs> Let it go. Polar bear dog. Um, I would love a polar bear dog. Just before we decided the winner, like if I could get like a nice little polar bear dog that's not ferocious, I'm with it. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, that's tough because the Kool-Aid man breaks through walls and stuff, and the polar bear seems very gentle. But hmm. if the polar bear just tips the Kool-Aid man over, he's not getting back up, right? Like. 
Like it's all he has to do. He has to push him over, and then he's then he's spilling out, and then he's then he's useless. So he's like a turtle. Like once he gets on his back, he can't I just really... don't see him getting up. He's too rotund to stand. He's too rotund. Okay. Do you think the Kool Aid Man is the juice or the jar? Do you think he is? I think he's the jar. I think he's the jar. I agree. I think he's the jar. I think he's full of Kool Aid, but he's the jar. Like the man is the jar. The man is the yeah, jar. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going with polar bear. Yeah. I, hey, there you go. I'm with it. All right. Next up. This is this is very new for the JFC, but we're gonna we're gonna let it slide. We have all of the Backstreet Boys versus all of NSYNC. <laughs> I feel like the Backstreet Boys probably got into more trouble. They had that they had that one that one dude AJ right that's his name AJ that seemed Ooh, like was he, he the bad boy? He seemed like the bad boy. Um, I mean, just, Justin Timberlake's knocking out, knocking out Nick Carter in, with, in the first few seconds of this, but I think the rest of the Backstreet Boys have his back. And I think, I think they're, they, they might tough it out a little more than NSYNC would. And they'll turn the tide for sure. I think so. Yeah, I think I gotta go Backstreet Boys, but it's a close one. Okay, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. What's their victory theme? What song are they going to sing when they win for their celebratory um, concert? Probably Backstreet's Back. Backstreet's Back. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that, definitely that one. Probably, All right. probably Backstreet's Back, yeah. Huh? As they're dancing oh. over the knocked out bodies of NSYNC, you know. <sighs> you know what would be like a really good, like, salt in the wound if they just sang bye 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 and did the dance to it and everything like that would be good that'd be wow yep that'd be good this is why you would make a better president of the jfc than i would but luckily it's named after me so i win hey listen i'm i'm all for helping the president as much as i can you know what i'm saying all right next up we have danny tanner from full house versus mr clean (laughs) You know what? You know who wins? Mr. Clean wins that, and I'll tell you why. Mr. Clean does clean, but Danny Danny Tanner is too clean obsessive. He wouldn't want mm. blood on him, sweat on him. He would he would be running away. Though. Mr. Clean wins that. Yeah. Plus, Mr. Mr. Clean, Clean goes to the gym. Yeah, like Mr. Clean works out. Like I think Mr. Clean would be more okay with getting down and dirty than than Danny Tanner would. Do you even think Danny Tanner showing up to the match? Probably not. Ooh. No. Yeah. Well, I think call so. Jesse. Yeah, if Danny Tanner's this this deep into the card, then that means a lot of people have already been in the octagon and sweat and blood, and he's not getting in there. Hmm. Hmm. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna look at it and be like, "I need to, I need to fucking clean. Like, I can't fight right now." Yeah, Mister Clean's like. Mr. Clean's like, just just let's go, let's go. And Danny's like, no, I gotta look at all this blood and sweat. This is disgusting. What is this, Michelle's room? Like, yeah, no. So Mr. Clean wins Mr. Clean wins that match. All right. Next up we have the guy that created lasagna versus the guy that created pizza. The guy that created lasagna was definitely in the mob, so the guy that created lasagna, I think. Yeah. 
Like I I I like pizza over lasagna, but the guy that created lasagna is definitely mob mob related, gang related. I can see that. So even if he doesn't win, he's gonna win. You know what I mean? I don't know who created lasagna, but I'd love to imagine his name was Uncle Tony, even though he had no nephews and nieces, but he was always Uncle Tony. Yeah, I had to, I had to have been Uncle Tony. I agree. All right, Uncle Tony wins this one. Uh, next up, we have Chris Evans versus Chris Pat, Pratt, the Battle of the Chrises. I confuse those two all the time. Can you clarify which one's which? Yeah, sure. So ter- Terrible with actors' names. No, you're good. You're good. Um, just, just to simplify, it's uh, Chris Evans is Captain America, and Chris Pratt yeah. is uh, Star Lord from from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely confuse the actors' names all the time, but I do know the difference between the characters. Um, I mean, it's easy. The franchise has like eight Chris's. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. The Captain America, Chris. I think. Maybe that's because I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, which is shame on me, but, and if I see it, I'll change my mind. But Captain mm-hmm. America is, yeah, he has to be tough to beat, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're not talking Captain America, we're talking the actor, but I'm just more familiar with that actor. Well, he's from Mass. He's from Massachusetts, so. Actually, is Chris, right. Pratt, from, is Chris Pratt from Mass, too? Are they both? I don't know. I know Chris Evans is because he was no, he was born in Minnesota. This guy can't fight. <laughs> no, nah, no chance. No chance. No, I, I mean Chris Evans was in that commercial where like him and a few other people were doing like Bostonian accents. So I'm like assuming, but I'm pretty sure he's from Mass. Hmm. You learn something new every day. I'm actually curious what town he was. It just says Boston, but I'm like Boston. Love that? Like everywhere around Boston, like a. 40, 50 mile radius is just called Boston. It's just called Boston. It, it's so true. Like, you'd be like, oh, I'm in Mattapan. They're like, what? Oh, Boston. Like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Yeah, it just says, bo- he grew up in the nearby town of Sudbury. Okay. All right. So now we know where he is. We have, oh, his dad was a dentist. Huh. huh. That makes sense. He has some pearly whites. The, you know, I, I every time I look at actors' teeth, I'm like, you guys, you guys have so much perfect teeth. I want them. I, um, I agree. All right. Next up, we have, I don't know how we got these two in the ring, but we have Crash Bandicoot versus Spyro the Dragon. I mean, Spyro wins that one-on-one, doesn't he? Especially, lock, like, lock, I feel like Crash Bandicoot's um, advantage would be speed. Mm-hmm. And the octagon's kind of small. Mm. I feel like the agility of Spyro would help. You know, he's flying around, and he also like that little fire. You know, I don't know if that's allowed, but maybe disqualified. Right. For using fire, we can even yeah. the odds. Crash Bandicoot usually has a bazooka. After you <laughs> beat the game, he gets a little bazooka. <laughs> that's true. This, this like, ring is a mess. Yeah, yeah, and so is the audience. Like half the audience is is deceased. Like they've been blown up. Um, so this is great. This is a really good first promotion for JFC. Um, yeah, I think I gotta go spiral. Like if he just doesn't like what's happening, he can kind of fly higher than Crash Bandicoot can go, and then come back down. 
right. I can agree with that. Got that. I got that. All right. Next up, the penultimate match, the second to last match, we have Mike Tyson versus Floyd Mayweather, both in their prime. Mike Tyson in the first round. Very Bang. quickly. Bang. Very quickly. Bang. Floyd Mayweather made a living off of not getting hit, and Mike Tyson made a living off of hitting his opponent. Mm. So maybe Floyd's able to avoid him for a little bit, but Mike Tyson's power is too good. Even if Floyd blocks a couple of those punches, they're going to hurt. His hands will drop, and, and Mike Tyson will knock him out. Floyd is regarded as one of the greatest boxers of all time, and I don't disagree, but he's 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 a very defensive boxer. And Mike Tyson's more... Oh yeah, he's. I mean, you you watched that fight with me uh, against Roy Jones. I mean, every shot that he hit Roy Jones with just was a thud. You know, even into the body, it clearly hurt him. How that was a draw is beyond me. Someone's blind, but I, yeah, I don't. I think especially in his prime, like prime, Mike Tyson was knocking out people in the, like heavyweights in the first round. Hmm. Yeah, after seeing that fight, I can I can agree. Like he's <laughs> still. He's still hungry, even in his 50s. Oh, like, yeah. he's hungry. So he actually gave up on the stool. Like, he quit boxing in the middle of a match in, like, 2005 or 2006. Damn. And he said he lost he, – he said it's because he lost the fire. And and then did some psychedelic drug with Joe Rogan and said he got the fire back. And then what we saw was well, a couple weekends ago or last weekend, whatever it was, Mike Tyson with the fire back. It's scary, dude. He's 54 and he's moving like he's... A lot of people in the in the boxing world said Mike Tyson from that night would have beat Mike Tyson from 15 years ago when he quit on the stool. Whoa. And I think I, I, think I agree. Just so because of... four year old Mike Tyson would beat 39-year-old Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy to think about. I will say, like I like I said before, I'm not really like into the uh, like you know fighting. Like, not that I have anything against it. I you know I you know if you if this is what you want to do and it gives you life, do it because you only live one life. What else are you gonna do with it? Do shit you don't want to do. Um, right. But but like watching it, like I was very impressed. Like with Mike Tyson, knowing how old he was and knowing like. Not much of the history, but a little bit of the history, and it's just like it's absolutely impressive. And for here to hear you say that, people think he would beat his thirty-nine-year-old version or the uh, him when he was thirty-nine. Like, I believe it. I mean, he was he was ready to go. He after eight rounds, he was ready to keep going. He didn't want to stop. Yeah, Roy Jones was like wheezing in the corner in the third round. Like, wasn't <laughs> even like out of breath after the fight. Like, he was barely sweating. Like. Yeah. Bare, like, first three rounds, he was, like, clean. He was like, what's going on? <laughs> All right. The last match of the JFC. We got a couple legends. The Chuck event. Liddell. The main event, we got Chuck Liddell versus Conor McGregor. In their primes? I mean, Chuck Liddell in his prime? Yes, Chuck Liddell in his prime. We'll assume Conor still is. We'll find out in a couple months. Um... So, the answer's easy, but it's almost unfair mm. um, because martial arts as a whole, especially mixed martial arts, has come so far with its technique and its and its just how you practice, like the things that 
It's Conor McGregor, and it's because he's in an age where MMA is huge. UFC is huge. Kids practice. Kids start training when they're like four or five, and I, I and that that was Conor McGregor. Chuck Liddell made a living off of having a heavy overhand right. He didn't have much else. Conor McGregor is the full mixed martial artist, and he has everything. Okay, so the sport has evolved since. Right, so it's, it's, days, almost, yeah. it's almost like it's two different sports mm. than, than 20 years ago when Chuck Liddell was in his prime. Because nowadays, like, if you're not training multiple disciplines from a young age, like, you're behind the eight ball. Damn. Good to know. Good to know. It's a fun star-studded main event, though. Yeah. I think it'd, it'd, it'd go for a while because Connor would toy with him. Yeah. I think it, I think it would get... As the main title, do you think that would catch people's eyes at least more oh, than yeah. the Kool Aid Man versus the Polar Bear? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that'd be a, that'd be a fun main event if we had a time machine and we could bring Chuck Liddell and his prime back. People would tune in. Mm. Right. So that was it. That was the game. Uh, you did a great job. You did a great job. I, I, I'm I'm happy to be a part of the JFC. I just I wish I had some health insurance, but it's okay. You can wait. You can wait. <laughs> I, I wish they didn't destroy the building with their bazookas. Dude, I, I know. I mean, we have a giant wizard. We have two movie boxers in their primes. The Kool-Aid man, Mr. Clean, like, freaking the guy that created lasagna. Uncle Tony, like, this ring is, this octagon is is not going to look the same. No, ne- it never will again. Danny Tanner and Mr. Clean have their jobs cut out for them at the end of this, for sure. All right. So that ends the game. Thank you for playing. Yeah, last. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Last up, we have a quick trivia game. So I'm going to read you 10 questions. All right. You just have to answer them. If you get it right, I'm going to move on. Not going to let you know you got it right. That's how you know you got it right when I move on. If you get it wrong, I'll repeat the question if you need me to. Um, But I'll tell you that you're wrong. And if you just don't get it and you want to save time, just say pass. We'll move along, and then we'll go back to the question at the, if we have time. Um, okay. I'm o- I'm only gonna I'm gonna do Family Feud rules. I'm only gonna start the clock after I read the first question. All right. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. What kind of dog is often found racing on a racetrack? Greyhound. A heated plate for smoothing wrinkles out of clothing. Ironing board. Uh, continuous pain in the head. Hit it. If the sun gets in the driver's eyes, he can pull down this to add shade. Visor. What sort of clothing is a tutu? Skirt. A small lockable cabinet common in schools and gymnasiums. Locker. Speaking of time, what is anti-meridian com- commonly known as? Uh, no idea. Pass. To to wind to to wind two things together in opposite directions. Also a dance in 1950s. So wind two things Twist. together in opposite directions. Twist. A hard surface, wood or plastic for slicing food upon. Cutting board. A thick sauce for dunking food before eating. Ranch? No, we are we are close. 
We are out of time, though. We are out of time. So, yeah. So, very good, though. Eight. Eight out of ten. That's not, that's, that's really good. Um, the two you missed. So, two I gave to you. Number two I gave to you. It was a heated plate for smoothing wrinkles out of clothing. The answer is iron. You said ironing board, but I said, screw no. it. That he said the word, you said the word. I gave it to you. All right. All right. At a caller ID, we're not, we're not that fucking picky. Um, <laughs> I'm not giving out thousands of dollars. The most I can give you is like a bag of cool ranch Doritos. So like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, so the two you did get, you did pass though was speaking of time, what is anti meridian more commonly known as? The answer is AM. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing PM. I only knew like like 180 degrees, kind of. Like I, I feel oh. like that. Yeah, like with geography, like pretty much. Yeah, like where, you did where you everything did say, lies. You did say in the concept of time, so I should have known that. Uh, no, you're doing fine. You're good. You're good. And the last question: a thick sauce for dunking food before eating. It's kind of tricky because, like, ranch, you know, is. Uh, but the answer, well, it's a dressing, but like, I also dip my nuggets in it. Who's going to judge me for dipping my nuggets in ranch? Go fuck yourself. How about that? No, I'm just Agreed. Agreed. Uh-oh. Oh, I agree. And, uh, but the answer was dip. The answer was dip. Ah, uh, so okay. So it was more general. It was definitely a little bit more general. Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha. Yes. But, hey, you did good. You did good. Eight out of ten is, is great. You know, that's eight, eight points pretty much. Um, C's get yeah, degrees, baby. What is it? I said C's get degrees, baby. C's, C's get. Hey, whoa, eighty is a B minus. All right, we're gonna we're giving <laughs> you a B. You ain't walking out of here with a C. You're walking out of here with a B. Hold your head up proud. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. There we go. All right. That's it. Did you have fun? I did. That was that was fun. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. This concludes our episode with Justin. Follow us on the Facebook group, Caller ID with Andy Rex. Follow us on Instagram at Caller ID Pod. And follow us on Twitter at Caller Rex. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, pretty much wherever you can get your podcasts. Except SoundCloud. They don't like me for some reason. Don't know why. Um, but anyways, Justin, do you have anything else to say to the audience? Um, no. No, that was great. Thanks for having me on. Um, love this idea. Uh, did a podcast for a little while myself, so completely appreciate what you're doing here. Um, and thanks for the entertainment. Hey, if anybody wants to check out Justin's old podcast, it is called With My Next Pick. Him and two of his buddies sat around, and they each drafted their own imaginary sports teams of whatever topic you could come up with. And it was a great run, very creative. They had polls on Facebook and Twitter. It was very interactive. The community got to vote. Great, great, great idea. I suggest you all go check it out. Um, but until then, I'd like to wish Justin and all of you to have a great day and goodbye. <laughs>